The holiday season is now upon us. The year is absolutely flying by, and the news never stops. That's why we at the DSR Network have expanded our programming to cover even more of the world's events. We hope you will consider supporting our work by becoming a member. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the member-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of November, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code STUFFING at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code STUFFING. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily, our look at the news and a little bit of analysis from me, David Rothkopf, one of your co-hosts, joined as ever by Chris Cottonware. How are you doing, Chris? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Fantastically. Can you top this Riley Fessler? I cannot. No, how could you? But I'm also doing well. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. Let's start with you today, Riley, since you've got the biggest story in the world from yesterday. Yes, I do. So Biden and Xi Jinping held their meeting yesterday, their much anticipated meeting. Um, and they came to a couple couple key agreements. Uh, the first was that she agreed to help curb the production of fentanyl, which was a big goal of Biden's. We kind of knew that in the lead up to this meeting. And then they also reached an agreement to resume regular military to military communications, um, meaning that Lloyd Austin will meet with his counterpart once he has a counterpart. Um, because as we covered previously, the Chinese counterpart to that position is not yet filled. Um, but still two big agreements. Some of the other things they talked about, continuing to discuss artificial intelligence. Um, experts called this meeting a positive development, if not a bit incremental, but good sign of things to come. And most importantly, David, before the meeting, she signaled that pan diplomacy is back in a big way. Um, saying that he wanted to deepen the friendly ties between our two peoples. So looking forward to the more pandas. The pandas are coming back. We uh, we predicted it here. That's why you pay the extra money to get this podcast, because we have these insights. It was actually a very productive meeting. Uh, I think the mill-to-mill contacts go even further than high-level contacts. Uh, the, the key point is to avoid uh, miscommunications between the United States and China, uh, as might have occurred around the balloon shoot down, for example. Um, and uh, uh, this is something that we that we had with the Soviets during the Cold War. It's absolutely critical between two nuclear superpowers. Um, but also, I think a subtext of all of this is um, Biden and Xi know each other. Uh, they have a relationship uh, that counts for a lot. Uh, and it has been a stabilizing force in that relationship, even when many of the folks around them have been pushing them uh, in a more hawkish direction. So great progress, uh, very productive meeting. And of course, uh, they will continue to see each other over the next couple of days during the course of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation meetings, which the U.S. is hosting in California. Chris. So I'm going to do my best to not allow the three stories I have turn into one big rant, uh, but I'm afraid that that might be the case. So the first thing is I 
went on Twitter this morning, Bin Laden was trending, um, dug a little deeper, and The Guardian published Bin Laden's letter to America, infamous letter to America. And apparently it was read to the point that people were producing TikTok videos discussing the reasons rationally why Bin Laden attacked America. Um, I have three issues with this. The first is, why is The Guardian publishing this letter now? The second is related to sort of a Facebook. So there's a case against Facebook right now. Attorneys generals in multiple states have brought a case against Facebook uh, indicating that their algorithms um, differentiating from their content because laws protect that. But their algorithms are addicting children to their social media platform. And it's a pretty compelling case. Um, And then the third issue is just the posting of these videos and not having an understanding of, and I'll I'll preface this by saying, the videos were created by all different types of people. Um, But I was in New York City uh, on September 11th. I knew somebody who went to work that day and never came home to his wife and kids. Um, And I really, there there is no justification for terrorism ever. Um, I'm just, I'm baffled by this. Well, I mean, I, I can see how you'd be offended by it. I don't know if you can be baffled by it. I mean, if you look at what's going on in the world today and you look at people supporting extreme positions of one sort or another, there's a lot of that going on. And unfortunately, the Internet uh, gives people uh, the opportunity to do it. And, and, and to be honest, uh, the trend line is not healthy. Yesterday, uh, Elon Musk, who owns uh, probably the most influential social media platform, uh, retweeted a white supremacist who said that Jews were um, uh, against white people and that Jews were leading an effort to, uh, uh, to uh, you know, attack um, uh, and undermine white people. And uh, Musk followed his retweet uh, of it by saying, that is the truth. Um, so, when you've got an anti-Semite, white supremacist, far-right Putin supporter running one of the most important uh, social media platforms uh, and greedy people without values running the others and lots of extreme people in the world, uh, my uh, weather report predicts more of this, not less of it. Riley? So the Senate approved uh, the stopgap funding bill that was passed in the House that we talked about yesterday. Um, so a bit more details about this. I mean, it passed overwhelmingly in the Senate, 87 to 11. So there was no doubt about this one. Um, but the bill does kind of just kick the can down the road. And it actually splits into two cans because there are two deadlines with this kind of new new bill, January 19th and February 2nd. So they kind of split funding for different agencies between these two deadlines. Um, and Senator Patty Murray, who's the chair of the Appropriations Committee, voted for the bill but said that it would double the shutdown risk 
And uh, Mike Johnson said that he will not support another stopgap bill. So it sets the stage for a huge fight in, in January and February on for these two deadlines. So good that it happened, but it also does it omit the White House's $106 billion request for wartime aid for Israel, Ukraine, humanitarian aid for Palestinians, and a few other things. So the government will stay open, but we're going to be back in this boat in a couple months. Uh, yeah, it's dangerous to predict anything about the Looney Tunes uh, goings on in the United States Congress, except that there will be more Looney Tunes going on. My guess is that what Mike Johnson says here is not true, that we will come up with more continuing resolutions, because there is absolutely no way that you're going to get Republicans to agree on what they want in an appropriations bill, much less Republicans and Democrats, much less the House and the Senate, much less the Congress and the President. And so there is no choice but to come up with these kind of um, punts. I would say on the the final matter, uh, yesterday I was talking to some people with the administration. I think their expectation is that there will be some kind of funding bill for Israel, uh, Ukraine, uh, border wall, and some other issues uh, after Thanksgiving. And they're uh, somewhat optimistic that it'll get through. Uh, the issue is getting it to the floor. Uh, the, the estimates uh, from the officials with whom I spoke um, were that perhaps uh, there were 300 or more votes for funding for Ukraine, uh, as well as Israel and these other things. Um, uh, the, you know, the question is just, will the speaker let it get to the floor? And the rumor is that he has indicated that he would. Chris? The situation in Gaza uh, continues to escalate. Um, Israel dropped leaflets on four towns in southern Gaza that were once considered, quote-unquote, safe zones. Um, la- uh announcing that people should evacuate uh, immediately. Um, this is on the heels of uh, Israel's occupation of Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa, uh, where they've essentially said Hamas is holding up there, though there hasn't been clear evidence uh, to support that. The United Nations um, has come out and said there is no safe zones in Gaza. And one final development is uh, Hamas has agreed to a deal um, allowing hostages to be freed uh, pending Israel's approval. I think this is certainly a positive development, um, especially if you've seen the pain and anguish that these families are suffering, uh, not knowing what's going on with their with their loved ones. Um, but I continue to ask, you know, what's the end game here? I understand what happened uh, was a- absolute tragedy. Um, but more and more people, innocent civilians, families, not only are being displaced, are not only hungry, um, but they're dying. Uh, yeah, first of all, I would take anything that Hamas says with a grain of salt uh, as far as the hostage thing goes. Um uh, where, you know, there, there are negotiations underway that might release as many as 50 women and children, according to the reports, uh, in exchange for women and children being released from Israeli prisons and, uh, ostensibly 
some kind of period of uh, respite in the fighting in order to help get humanitarian things through. Don't know what, if any, of this is true. Do know that it is a serious discussion um, that is uh, ongoing. As far as, you know, what is the end game here? Nobody knows what the end game is. Everybody is extremely uncomfortable with that. One last point, as far as Al-Shifa Hospital goes, uh, there is no doubt that Hamas uses hospitals and schools as shields. Um, The Israelis went into Al-Shifa Hospital and said, we will come out with evidence of the tunnel complex and that this was a big headquarters. Uh, They came out with 10 weapons and some other things. uh, but, uh, you know, objective observers considered what they came out with to be kind of light uh, and not to support their story in a, in a direct way that this was, um, a, you know, a big or important complex. This is a, a story supported, by the way, by U.S. intelligence. So will the Israelis come out with more evidence? Uh, uh, who knows? But But there has been some bubbling up of criticism from credible sources in the international press that have suggested um, that uh, this uh, exercise did not produce the, the 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 sort of public results that the Israelis may have hoped that it would. Riley. So some more labor news: uh, Starbucks workers are expected to stage a walkout today in the largest work stoppage in the history of Starbucks. So. Um, 9,000 workers across 360 stores have been organized into unions uh, by the Starbucks Workers Union since 2021. But interestingly, none of them have reached an agreement on labor contracts at any of the stores. So the walkout today is a, a big effort to try and bring Starbucks to the table and negotiate labor contracts. Today's Red Cup Day, which is one of the biggest sales day for Starbucks. So, I mean, this will have a pretty significant impact on their sales across those stores but you know this is again just part of the trend of unions are gaining strength labor movements across the country seem to be enjoying a lot of success so remains to be seen how this will shake out starbucks has been very anti-union since this effort has started they've been certainly playing hardball so we'll see if this is able to kind of precipitate any kind of change or movement on that uh yeah uh, uh, it's it's an interesting story to watch in a year of unprecedented labor unrest and progress in the United States. Chris, I, I understand your next story has got you looking at uh, America's intellectual leaders. Exactly. Um, so Secretary Alexandro Mayorkas has been uh, replaced as Department of Homeland Security Secretary by FBI Director Christopher Wray. Um, in a stunning development. Oh, wait, that didn't really happen. But Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks it did. Marjorie Taylor Greene referred to uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray uh, as part of uh, DHS, and he uh, corrected her. But the bigger question here just continues to be, and I understand we live in the, you know, the greatest debatable, greatest democracy in the world. Um, People can vote for whoever they want. Um, But like, come on, guys, you got to at least know after spending years in Congress who these people are, who these people are that you're interrogating. You brought props 
You brought tweets. You did all of these things. And you don't know who this guy is. I mean, it's so friggin' frustrating. These Look, Chris, I know you're frustrated, but let me try to help you out here. There are some people out there who are dummies. They're just not super smart. And some of them, and I know this is a shock and it shatters your uh, childlike idealism, but there's some dummies in the United States Congress. I mean, there's some really stupid people. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is on the short list of the stupidest of them. Um, uh, it's it's pity that people of her district choose to uh, elevate her, given her limitations. Um, but I suppose all groups deserve representation in the United States. And um, there are dumb people out there, and they get their dumb representatives to do dumb shit in the United States Congress. Um, uh, like, you know, inter- interrogating toughly the FBI director without knowing where he actually works. Um, in any event, uh, it's, uh, it's the kind of story we get every single day, particularly from the United States Congress. Uh, we appreciate uh, the summary of what you've got going here. Um, um, and uh, 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 look forward to the same uh, kind of uh, rundown tomorrow. So until then, bye, Chris. Bye, Riley. Bye, everybody. And have a good day.